The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. Welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing the incredible power of keywords. Joining me is Conrad Sanders, who is the founder and CEO at The Creative Copywriter, which is a world-famous copywriting and content strategy agency. Building the company from a single keyword, they've worked with some of the biggest brands in the world, offering strategy-powered words that sparkle and convert. Okay, today, Conrad and I are going to be discussing building a seven-figure business with a single keyword. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Conrad Sanders, the founder CEO at The Creative Copywriter. Conrad, welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Warm welcome. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you. And one of the things I've been really enjoying about our podcast is getting some of the content and creative folks into the conversation, right? We get plenty of SEOs, we get plenty of leaders and growth hacks and whatnot, but genuine creative copywriting folks is is a hard person to find and one that genuinely values growth and search growth is even more challenging. But um, today we're going to be talking about this building the seven-figure business with a single keyword concept. But before we get in there, 
I'd love to know your background on building the creative copywriter, how you started the company and where you guys are at today. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm glad to be here representing the creative copywriting community. I know your listeners can't see that I'm wearing my go-to hat, which is part of my personal brand, which will show you what a creative guy I am. But, you know, as I've, I've mentioned to you before, my background originally was SEO and copywriting. That's kind of what I, I learned. I studied online way back when. I kind of blended the two, which is really where the beginnings of the creative copywriter started, is that powerful combination of using keyword research so what I call an outside-in approach, which is actually searching online to find out where that demand is, what people are actually looking for, what they're searching for, where's that search volume, and then analysing the competition and then essentially building a business based on that, which is where the creative copywriter came from. And ironically, we're called the creative copywriter, which is ironically not the most creative name, but as we're eventually getting to it's because back then, when we started at least, having a keyword in your URL and in the brand name was powerful and it worked very well for SEO. So, you know, the way I started everything was, you know, I won't tell you my whole life story, but I was my other half, who is actually now our managing director. So she's my partner in business life, crime and, and everything. She's from Israel originally. We kind of travel, I met her traveling in Australia. We wanted to keep the relationship going. So we were in Southeast Asia on a shoestring budget for six months. I ended up in Israel two years later without a work visa, right, in her parents' house, eating lovely, her mum's lovely food. It was all good, but it took a while to lock down that work visa, right? She was working, and that's when I was studying and learning. I fell upon copywriting and SEO, and basically that's that was the beginnings of when I wanted to kind of build something for myself. And I used this approach of looking to see where the demand was. I stumbled upon this keyword, creative copywriter, right? There were people searching around the world for creative copywriting, but not much competition from an SEO perspective. So what I did, very un unusual route to actually building an agency and a business, but a very powerful one, I started it as a blog. So as I was developing my creative copywriting skills, I started blogging about it, right? Teaching the world about creative copywriting, best practices, etc. And at the same time, SEOing that blog, right? Backlinking, creating articles. Back then it was a case of like quantity over quality. Whereas as we know now, that's, that's very much changed. Getting lots of articles, pointing them back to the blog, interlinking, etc. All the good things that I'm sure you and your audience know, know well. And what I did, I managed to build traffic to my blog, creative-copywriter.net, right? So I realized there was demand and traffic then, right? So based on that, I then, first of all, even before turning it into a freelance site for myself, I tested the waters with some affiliate products, right? To see if there was actually commercial intent involved there. So again, it's this back to this outside in approach, rather than going, oh, I wanna start a business let me open up a cake shop because I'm good at baking. It was like every step, every decision was based on testing the waters, understanding if there was demand, understanding if there was commercial intent, and then cautiously, but then building the product and basically ended up being a freelance 
copyright website for myself and then an agency site because I quickly realized I had lots of demand. I was entrepreneurial. I wanted to grow, reached out to other copywriters, built a, uh, a collective to start with. And then from there was able to just keep bringing traffic in, converting it, develop, grow, lock down big clients like TikTok, Adidas, Panasonic, Hyundai, they all fell onto our doorstep, right? They all came into our website thanks to these keywords that, that I'd identified and this search traffic. And I won't tell you the, the whole story, but, I, you know, since, let's say, seven years later, here we are. We're uh, an agency based in, in London, in Greenwich, in southeast London. We're en route to hit hit two million in pounds. That's about two and a half million dollars. So it's an interesting, exciting journey that we're on. And um, again, I owe it largely down to SEO and arguably one keyword. Now we actually register for more keywords like copywriting agency. Most places around the world, if you search for copywriting agency, we're, we're up there in the, the top results. But again, back to your initial point, it was very much blending this data-led SEO approach with creativity and creative copywriting. And I think that's where we really shine as an agency. We blend the science of data-driven content strategy with the art of creative copywriting. I love it, Conrad. This, this, it's a beautiful story. I love how it, it blends in not only components of writing, but life and your life journey, SEO and leveraging SEO to kind of scale the business. It's really great. And, and I think our, our, all of our listeners are going to appreciate the fact that you've, you took this keyword research perspective into account as you were building, uh, building up the business. So let's talk a little bit about this approach, right? This approach around building your business and how any of our SEOs and any of our uh, listeners can leverage a very similar strategy. And specifically, I kind of want to understand that first step in how you defined what you're going to go after and knowing when the right timing is to go after a particular single keyword. Yeah, I mean, good questions. And, and let me delve into that first step. And also, I'd, I'd like to look at it through the kind of the lens of, of my position now and what we do for clients as well, because would I take the same approach? I would definitely do some things, but I'd probably do some extra things now if I were to do it all again. And the key point that I want to make regarding this thing I keep saying, which is an outside-in approach, is to start with research and data, right? If you're building a business, it's such a powerful way to do it. So many businesses start from assumptions. So many marketing strategies start from assumptions. Whereas if you base your decisions on demand and research and insights and data, you're just much more likely to succeed. And so what I would do is, first of all, how did it all start? Obviously, I lined it with my passion, right? It was my passion and, and my skill set. I wasn't just trying to find keyword opportunities, gaps that weren't connected to random things that I had no kind of connection to. So naturally, I was exploring keyword opportunities around what I could offer as an individual at the time. And, you know, if you're a, a business, it would be probably keyword opportunities around the core of of what you offer and but I would go one step further than that and think about when it comes to an outside in approach think about your customers because I, I started things out based on like what my where my skills lied right and trying to find a gap there but I really want to help people understand that when it comes to building a, a content strategy and and even like a successful business one of the best 
things to really delve into is the customer journey and start by, if I were to do it all again, I would probably have had a phase after doing some keyword research whereby I talked to potential target prospects, right? I did what we call buyer interviews. So actually talked to them and tried to delve into what we call these five areas of buying insight. You know, what are their pains and triggers? What's number one? What are their desires so desired benefits and that's number two what are their comparison factors what are they looking for when comparing you and and whatever you're offering with competitors number four is what are their perceived barriers that's a really important one why might they not opt for your service or product why might they not go for it and there's always objections in them in the mind of your target prospect and number five is their journey who and what do they trust during that buying cycle during that journey because all of that data all of those insights should help to feed almost all the decisions you make from building the service or product offering from building your core offering to building your brand you know you should be basing your brand key brand elements and decisions around what your buyers are looking for what that audience is looking for through to the the kind of keyword exploration that you go down because again it shouldn't just be what product or service am I offering? Let me go for the obvious keywords. Try to, to search for keyword opportunities based around those pain points of your target prospects, those desires, etc. And that's where I think SEOs, sometimes, again, working with uh, large companies that have SEO departments or SEO agencies, I feel that sometimes they're far too narrow in their search. They just go for the obvious, let's try and find keywords related to our product. That's the obvious thing to do. What about the pain points of your target prospects? There may be pain points that are kind of a little bit further away from the product offering, right? But you might find opportunities there, gaps where it's easier to get your content up high in the in the search rankings. And then you can create a funnel and funnel people towards your product or your service. So I think that's often a mistake that's made is just going for the obvious keyword searches. And if you start with customer pain points, what keeps them up at night, desires, etc., you can build, you know, a number of different and, and develop keyword opportunities and, and build out from there and then build a content strategy and even an entire business based around that outside in approach. What they need, what are their needs, what are their desires, etc. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You could pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you could work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. 
That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I love that. And I think one of the things we always always get caught up with, not just in SEO, is is the death by a thousand data points, right? Like if you're looking at keyword difficulty, search volume, ranks, current ranking, and uh, traffic volume, traffic estimate, your competitor rank, like all of a sudden you've got like 17 data points. But if it doesn't actually relate in any way to a pain point that a consumer has, it adds really no value, right? So I think that's the the beauty of that model and, and truly understanding and defining the pain points of consumers. So as we segue from that kind of inside research on understanding what is the pain point and ultimate demand for, for consumers, where do you go from there? How do you make this content really win and be, be productive for the brand? Yeah, good question. I guess I'm probably answering that question from both the perspective of my journey as of building an agency and practicing what I preach, right? Taking this outside in approach and also answering it from the perspective of what we now do for clients, right? Which is data-driven content strategy. So uh, I'll probably keep both in mind and be dipping in and out of both, but back to your question. You've done, you've, you've gathered those insights, right? That's step one, as we've said. We've understood the buyer's journey, their pain points and whatnot. And that you can do both implicit and explicit data collection there. Keyword research falls into the implicit data collection category. You're not, you're not needing someone to actually give you insights there. But surveys, buyer interviews, that's kind of explicit data collection. With all of that, like you said, they, you don't want to have analysis paralysis. You want to still like organize it according to these what for us is these five areas of buying insight and we understand the customer we understand the audience um, from there if you're building a business then naturally you know it could be building helping those insights to build your core offering for us branding is is super important right so if we're talking to a client and wherever they are at their journey they might be a startup and they need to do all of this they might be a scale up and they've just skipped a few steps right they missed them and we said okay great you've had investment you've locked down some customers some clients let's go back and look at your brand brand is crucial for in my perspective it's something that shouldn't be missed and back to our journey it was a key component in the success the early success of us as an agency because i'm a bit of a a bit branding obsessed i love design again i mentioned my hat I've got my whole team to... We've got this Mad Men vibe going on, if, anyone, if you guys know the show, because it's like old school copywriting mixed with like the modern sort of scientific frameworks. So we've kind of blended the two things. But I basically made my team come in and dress up in 1950s outfits um, and do a photo shoot. And, you know, just... I like to, I've got this expression, brand harder. So I think that I like to use it as a hashtag on LinkedIn. I think, again, most companies don't brand hard enough and by that I mean what is a brand for them a logo okay great you need a unique logo a visual identity everyone understands that but for me it's about every single touch point every opportunity you have to do something different and uniquely you it's crucial to do that from literally the way that you dress to networking events to events etc your personal brand attire through to the theme music of your brand through to the obvious ones, your tone of voice, your core 
value proposition, your brand narrative, making sure that story there is stories there and through to how your blog looks and feels. And again, it's the key elements of branding are there's a number of, of, of things that make brand successful. Obviously, it has to be unique. So in order for it to be unique, in order for your brand to be unique, you have to do competitor analysis, right? In order to zig while the industry is zagging, you need to understand what that zagging is. And what we usually find is most companies in most industries pretty much look and sound the same, right? They look alike, sound alike, copycats. It's not that hard to differentiate, even though there's thousands and hundreds and thousands and millions of competitors out there. So your brand should, you know, it needs to be unique. It needs to be relevant to your audience. Hence why we've started with buyer insights. Now we can make it relevant. Now we can make relevant branding decisions. And it needs to be authentic as well. So that's crucial. And by authentic, I mean, don't make, build this kind of brand identity, this voice, etc., that is not true to you as an individual or as a team, right? You don't want to swim like a duck and bark like a dog or whatever the analogy might be. If someone is has this online brand experience of you on your social channels, your website, etc., and then they pick up the phone and call you and go, hang on, this doesn't sound at all like the kind of people who I was expecting to talk to. That creates, creates a, an uncomfortable dissonance, right? It breaks that trust. So if we were to draw a Venn diagram here, or you can imagine one, you know, you've got a circle for what's relevant to your buyers. You've got a circle for your competitors aren't doing. And then you've got a circle for what's authentic to you. And we can gather insights from all of those. The fourth circle is consistency and durability we don't have a time machine unfortunately we can't go into the future and gather data from what's going to happen but you make your best kind of guesstimates based on what branding decisions are going to stand the test of time what's going to last and again brand harder take all of that take that value prop the brand narrative and weave it into every possible touch point and and asset and facet of, of your business more so than all your competitors are doing and then you're going to be in a very very strong and good position and it's something that we help our clients do but for us, it was also something we did from a very early stage, which, again, if you marry up with a website that's getting traffic and then a brand that is, I'll be honest, a lot stronger than most of our competitors, even from an early early stage, we were able to get brands like TikTok, land on our website and go, oh, wow, I love these guys. I love how their voice, I love what they're doing, I love what they're saying, I love the look and feel. We didn't even need to compete, right? We didn't even need to pitch against other agencies to win TikTok. They just landed on our website, they came through our, they fell in love with the brand, we sold to them, we're good at selling as well, and then we won them as a, as a client. So again, you marry the two things up, this outside data-led in approach, which can help you build a website that gets demand and traffic with a powerful brand, then that's a recipe for success. Yeah, that's amazing. And no question that, you know, I think our listeners are probably going to resonate with the fact that like, hey, you know, you got to be able to truly define and differentiate your brand. And that for a lot of business, especially coming out of the last couple of years, differentiation has become very stale, right? So I think, I think there's a ton of value in that. You know, very quickly, I'd love to kind of go through the narrative here of what defines success for you all and how do you get to that point of scale that really differentiates 
not only your business, but ultimately what your customers want, which is organic traffic and growth in their business and a brand that's differentiated. Really would love to understand your perspective on what success looks like. And then we'll probably close out with one last question around, you know, your business and where it's going and and the partnerships that you've built in, in scaling the creative copywriter. Yeah. So in terms of success, do you mean a client relationship? Like what what does success mean for our client, for example, and how do we help them achieve that? Yeah, absolutely. How you help them achieve that, but then also like what that means for both parties. Yeah. So, I mean, success is a is an important thing to think about, obviously, like for our clients, we want to ask right from the offset, what are their goals, right? In our initial discovery sheet, what are you hoping to achieve? And again, we usually would assume that whatever they say in that answer, all roads lead back to revenue growth, right? Unless we're working with a company that for some reason is not looking to expand and grow revenue, which may be the case 95% of the time, that's the end goal here, right? They might define success or when they answer that question from the offset, they might say, we're looking for more traffic, right? Or we're looking for like a stronger brand or we're looking for, or we're just looking for like great content that speaks to our audience. And those are all valid answers. But the truth is, if you ask why and keep asking why, what are you hoping to achieve? It should really be a means to an end. All of those things are a means to an end. And that end is usually to grow revenue, right? So success should really be around doing the right things. And in our case, it's content and copy, putting together a strategy and then writing copy and content for every step of the customer journey to pull people down that funnel, sell the next step at each stage, increase conversion rates at every single touch point, but really to drive revenue. And the reason why I think it's really important for us as marketers to have revenue growth as our main KPI, as our end goal, is because I think that too many marketers focus on things like traffic, leads, and even sales, right? And you might think, what do you mean traffic, leads, and sales? Surely that's the whole equation. But I would say, no, there's something missing from that equation. And often it's missing from how marketers tackle marketing. And that's customer lifetime value. Because if really, essentially, we're focused on revenue and not leads, right? There are, in my opinion, three main ways, if you break it down into simple terms, three main ways to grow revenue, right? You can increase traffic, and SEO plays a big role in that. Then you can increase conversion, and content marketing and copy play a big role in that. Sometimes conversion has actually as many steps, but let's just wrap it up in one package, which is conversion. And then the third part, you can increase customer lifetime value. And that's crucial because we don't want to be working really, really hard to bring in leads and sales, but we're bringing in the wrong type of leads. They're not spending any money with us or they're like, you know, buying one product and not there's no repeat purchases. It's as marketers, we should be looking at that full funnel. We call it full funnel word optimization. And for me, the funnel doesn't end at sale point. The funnel ends after that sale point where we should also be looking at customer lifetime value, increasing retention, reducing churn, increasing repeat purchases, getting referrals, pushing referrals, turning your customers into brand advocates so that they bring in more traffic at the top of the funnel. So in terms of success for us, it's creating a content strategy and writing 
powerful copy and content that resonates with their audience, that speaks their core value proposition at, with ev- and sings it with every sentence. But in the end of all of that, it drives revenue, right? And that is success for the client and that's success for us, essentially. Man, I love that. And I really want to close out this episode there because I think this really kind of goes to the full spectrum of not just what SEOs, but copywriters really need to be thinking about, which is it's not just the core conversion. It's not just the event, but it's the true lifetime value of a consumer, a customer, a user, partner that you're trying to acquire online. And it really differentiates the way that you build your business, you set up your SEO campaigns, you execute on content strategy. So really beautiful narrative and, and way to close out this episode. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you to Conrad Sanders, CEO and founder at The Creative Copywriter for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Conrad, you can find his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Conrad Sanders or visit his company website www.creative-copywriter.net. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.